Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked On Coyotes Live. I'm Robin Leon, that's Carl Pavlik right beside me. We are discussing Arizona Coyotes in the NHL Draft Lottery. The results are in. Carl, Arizona Coyotes yet again get put at the third pick in the draft. Yeah, uh, for I don't know how many times the Coyotes have lost it and have been lapped uh, this time by the New Jersey Devils who took the second spot, um, meaning, uh, yeah, he was saying that the Coyotes absolutely need to finish dead last. Correct. I I don't know how much good that does you, uh, uh, but you are absolutely correct. The team that finished last gets first overall. Yeah, I mean, like, it was almost like like a storybook thing that was supposed to happen. Montreal, the host city for the draft, um, finishes la- finishes dead last and able to get the first overall pick. It ha- like I think what they what what did the, what did the ESPN say that a team a, the host city has not picked first overall since like 1985, um, and they're obviously Montreal's the first team now to do it since then. So congratulations to the Montreal Canadiens. You know they sure. went from from uh, a Stanley Cup team to uh dead last and first overall pick i don't know any other team that's ever done that before but sure yeah congrats montreal uh let me tip my glass of whiskey to you which i got just in case um i also got champagne in case things were better um you went from being a cup contender to the worst team in the nhl uh and you got the first overall pick uh that's that's a fun thing, I guess. Sure, why not? Uh, why not? Yeah, that's what we needed. Shane Wright in Montreal. Yeah, whatever. I, I I guess so. But you know, a lot of people have been talking about this. That the um yeah, a lot. Some there are some people who are going through the conversation. Oh, it's Shane Wright or bust. Let's be real here. It's not that. Um, sure. the Arizona Coyotes can easily go with any of the next four guys on the list yeah. and be fine. I mean, obviously you're not getting Shane Wright, but you're still getting a really solid potential NHL superstar on your team. Yeah, absolutely. As we've said from the very beginning, this is a very deep draft. So the Coyotes are missing out on a specific player. They would have been better with that player but they're still going to get a very good player. There was even a lot of conversation that in a, like obviously Shane Wright was the consensus number one, but the, the rest of it going, let's say number two through nine on some lists were all so scattered around because you don't know. There was a lot of uncertainty, but also all the, all those players two through nine are also pretty solid. Yeah. And I do remember one thing I saw was like people suggesting like, hey, is it going to be right? Or is, you know, this player who's number two kind of stepped up and moving like 
these players all had phenomenal seasons. Uh, I don't know how many of them are really surprises, like like come from behind first, but like this is kind of like, oh, these are you know five players who all seem like they are going to be especially good NHL players. We have one who's going to be the best, but we have a couple others who are good. Yeah, it's def- it's definitely going to be in there. Um, and it's going to be a, a pretty good one. Let's go ahead and talk with t- talk about some of these uh, picks. Uh, and of course, at three, it's again, there's not much to know about it. But again, you can do a lot of these picks. Um, the and I will say um, the prospect rankings two through five are, and I'll, I'll, I'll name them in order, and we can go into them a little bit. Uh, so we have Logan Cooley, a uh, a forward, center forward from the uh, U.S. national development team. You have Yuri Slavkovsky, a winger from the uh, from over in Europe, played for uh, the uh, for, for Slovakia in the Olympics. You had Simon Nemec, also who played for Slovakia in the Olympics. And you have Winnipeg Ice player from the WHL, Matthew Savoy. So those are your top five players. I mean, your two through five. Uh, Arizona Coyotes very well could pick any of these. Yeah. Let's give a real big shout out to Slovakia. Like two phenomenal, like top five prospects. That's pretty cool uh, for a nation that, you know, is represented in hockey, um, but not especially well, um, at least not at the NHL level. It's not a, a nation that you see represented a lot, but a few big name players. So kudos to their national development program. Uh, and I will continue to sing the praises of the U.S. national development program. Again, turning out a phenomenal prospect as they've done with, let's be honest, former or Coyote player Clayton Keller. Yeah, it's it just it, it's uh, you know the trend continues, and I think it's going to be um, pretty awesome to see again. These four players, a lot of them have a lot of their upsides. A lot of them have downsides. Um, let me be straight with everybody to start off before we go in, you know, try to at least go a little more in depth with some of these players. None of these players, should they get drafted by the Coyotes, will be ready to play from day one. They will at least have one year off when in their respective back in their leagues. Like I know Logan Cooley, for example, will go to play for the NCAA. Um, yeah, that's just how it's going to be, and that's okay because the Coyotes yeah. are still rebuilding. Yeah, and I mean, uh, this was, I think, a conversation that we may have touched on when the Coyotes were doing really well, because that's when it kind of started to come up. Like, what is a realistic expectation for next year? And one of the things I was thinking, and I'm not sure if we talked about this on an episode, was like, if they get Shane Wright at maybe bottom seven, uh, if they don't, then probably, you know, bottom three, bottom four again. And that works really well for prospects like this. And the Coyotes are going to get another chance at number one uh, overall, likely just, you know, the way that it works out. Uh, I'm sorry if that's a surprise, uh, but but that's also kind of just keeping on track for this team as a rebuild. A generational talent does not immediately turn things around. Uh, as we've talked about a lot when discussing the draft lottery, look at the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, uh, Edmonton has, they've, 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 their luck is, I don't understand it. 
it's like how yeah. did they manage to get there yeah and it also not great because as lucky as the edmonton oilers have been at the draft lottery they haven't become like a dominant team let's see what they do this year but this is like the first time in a long time that they have looked even remotely good um so yeah the the draft is definitely something but drafting a generational talent does not immediately turn a franchise around uh, I, i'm sorry if anyone thought that i'm sorry if we misled anyone into thinking that i mean the fact that we can get a top five pick now and also and then have the have that focus on getting Connor Bedard next year. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I can buy into that. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what the team does next year and what the team is, because I still think we're going to be getting a lot of moves from Bill Armstrong. He is the master of moves, mm-hmm. and more moves need to be done. Um, but I, I do not know what those moves are going to be. I do not know what the Arizona Coyotes are going to look like next year, um, which is something that the draft lottery has not changed. But Bill Armstrong is bargain Bill for a reason. He'll figure it out. Absolutely. He will absolutely figure it out. Anyways, though, we still got more to get to on this episode of Locked on Coyotes, this live show as we discuss the Coyotes draw. Once again, third overall pick in the upcoming draft based off the lottery results. We're going to get to some prospect talk and even a little bit more of the Coyotes future in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys this episode brought to you by Rock Auto. That with the summer coming up here in Arizona, the it's 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 it's, a, it's let's be frank, it's car repair season. You want to make sure your car is in tip-top shape so you don't have to worry about any breakdowns in triple-digit heat. I know that's I, I know because that's happened to me. My car has broken down in 118 degree weather and I hate it. But that's why you can turn to rockauto.com because all you got to do is stay in the in the cool air conditioned home, look on your own computer, find the reliably low prices. Again, you can save a, a a hell of a lot of money on their website. And it's a family-owned business, so you're doing a lot of awesome things by just checking out rockauto.com. And if they just have so many things that fit almost every single car and truck out there, and go ahead and check it out yourself. Go to rockauto.com. And see all of all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, be sure to, t- to tell them that Locked On sent you. Amazing prices, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So let's now move on to talking a little bit of prospects, Carl. Let's talk about a couple. You no, know, just go good. Just kind of go a, a little bit of a rundown. So, um, obviously, we're going to go more in depth on these prospects over the course of this offseason in, in uh, full-on episodes. But let's go ahead and get to what we can now, um, at least the basis of it. So let's start with Logan Cooley. He is the, he is the um, can, like, I wouldn't say consensus, but for the most part, projected number two. So, like, it would be a little more difficult, but there's still a chance that he can fall to three because, you know, that's happened. Um, again, yeah. Cooley, as we mentioned, from the U.S. National Development Team, um, is committed to play at the University of Minnesota next year. But let's look at some of some of his stats. 75 points in 51 games played with the U.S. National Development Team and, um, and, then on the, and an additional 36 in 24 in the USHL. Yeah, that is impressive numbers. Um, 
for any player. Great to see. Uh, something that I think we're going to need to think about a lot in the coming you know, weeks is what is New Jersey going to do? Are they going to draft a defenseman or a forward? Because as you said, Cooley does seem like the consensus number two pick, but um, you know, there are four def- or four forwards and a defenseman in the top five. Could they maybe want to get a defenseman shore up that area of their game, leaving a player like Cooley for the Coyotes? The other thing that you have to consider is um, all that, yeah, the, all that, and and you have to look at the teams and what they really and what their basis needs. Um, yeah. Does the, does uh, New Jersey need a defenseman? Do they need a forward? Yes, yeah, so that's right. And the same thing for Arizona. In the case of Arizona, all I think we can all agree, Carl, that for Arizona at number three, just pick next best available, whether it's a forward or a defenseman, yeah. just next best available because you need centers and you need defensemen. You need it all. <laughs> you need centers. You need wings. You need defensemen. You need everything. Everything is up for grabs with the coyotes and the rebuild. Um, and yeah, if the devils decide to go down the route of, drafting the best player uh i think there's a very strong player for cooley but i mean we often see teams not do the thing that we all agree is kind of the best thing that teams are supposed to do and draft the best available so who knows uh i i know i would certainly just love to see him in a coyotes jersey yeah absolutely that would be a really interesting thing um and again if he falls to arizona i would love to have him on but here's another player that i would absolutely love to have on the Arizona Coyotes, and that is uh, the uh, uh, the uh, the Slovakia winger Yuri Slavkowski. This guy Ooh. is uh, I've been you know you know looking at some of his stats and everything like that. He's impressed, you know, he's impressed, and he was part of the uh, Slovakia team in the Olympics that got him a, a bronze medal. And again, at his age, that's awesome to see all the yeah. stuff that he's doing. Over there on that side, um, and again, he's from what I, from what I'm reading is he has a great hockey IQ, and and he could very well become a great NHLer down the road. Yeah, I mean, if the NHL players were allowed to participate in the Olympics, would Slovakia have placed where they did? I don't know. But the fact that he got to where he did, he got to his national team, uh, which again, as we said, uh, Slovakia doesn't have a lot of representation in the NHL. Few key players, but not a lot. So I I think that speaks a lot to him that he got to that level. Uh, And especially when you look at things like big international competitions, they're very key in evaluating prospects for people like us uh, because I don't know about you, but I'm not flying on a plane to uh, go watch some KHL games or or games in Slovakia or Europe at all. I'm not leaving the States. So we haven't gotten a chance to see him, you know, in his normal element, but international is big. Yeah. And, you know, that's um, that that's huge. And I think the only thing that can hold him back is like um the only like he broke out in the Olympics, like just yeah. you know his the the rest of his performance. He played for a league in Finland, and it, 
what wasn't exactly exactly you know a bright career in his in in the games in Finland. I was I'm just looking at his career five ga- five goals in 31 games. Like it's not a lot. And again, a lot of people are turning to what he did at the Olympics. Is that enough to draft him third overall? Um, we'll have to look more into it. And again, that's going to be part of our of our overall overarching this like you know like. In de- in-depth decisions, maybe we'll bring on, you know, draft experts, you know, prospect experts to help us understand, you know, what makes Uri Slavkowski this high caliber, a top four pick. Yeah, and, and that is definitely a very interesting kind of move to go from, you know, relative obscurity in one league to being, you know, a highlight of an Olympic team. Uh, we've seen, like, Players make significant jumps before when given the opportunity. Uh, look no further than the Coyote's own Karel Vimelka, who went from a second, you know, tier league to being, you know, a big part of the Coyotes' goaltending. So I, I don't necessarily, uh, you know, I'm not afraid of a kind of player who emerged late, but uh, it's definitely kind of an intriguing thing. But that is kind of, you know, a mark against someone you do want to see a little bit of consistency in there you want to see, you want to you want to see like a full a full season out of it right you want to see, you want to be able to get as much sample size as possible and that was one of the things one of the problems that we had last year right because we we're just like what do we yes. know about this draft because the sample size is so small we don't know what's going on like yeah like for example that- like, like let's be real like the coyotes pick at you know when they pick number nine overall uh, last year and Dylan Gunther. Gunther could have well been like a top five pick, but we don't know because the sample size was so small because of COVID. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that is still something that, you know, leagues are dealing with. It is not as big of an issue this past season, but it has been an issue. COVID is still affecting things. Uh, we are seeing it up until this very playoffs. Absolutely, though. We're still going to continue we got a couple more prospects we want, we want to discuss, kind of go over things, and uh, just kind of discuss anything else about the future for the Arizona Coyotes, once again, as they are set to pick third overall in the upcoming NHL entry draft coming up this summer in Montreal. We're going to get to more on that in just a moment, but first, Carl has a couple words he'd like to share. So, I have a message from our friends at Built Bar. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Heck, if you're in Arizona, summer is getting very close because it's getting very hot. We're getting our first 100-degree days. Uh, And Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on any family vacation you may be going on. Just throw them in your bags. Throw them in your kid's backpack. You want to make sure that everyone has a bar so they're fueled up for adventures. And the best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and they're delicious. So there's no more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both. All you need to do is go to Built.com and order now. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. If you compare that to something like a candy bar, which typically has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. It's hot. You don't want to have a lot of sugar. It just is going to not feel good. So go with the Built Bar. They're not as much sugar. What I want you to do is go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. 
So there were two more prospects that I want to discuss, Carl. Um, but first, I actually want to circle back to uh, Slavkowski for one second because there's one thing I almost forgot about now because I went back to his elite prospects profile and I looked at one a, a, a piece of information that almost caught me to forget. Um, and that is a, one of the reasons why it puts him so high. It's also his size. We're talking. Mm. We talked about the Arizona Coyotes being a, um, you know, like a physical team, and we saw that, you know, that kind of, you know, you know, up, you know, power forwards up in the net, get, you know, do what they can, kind of thing. Slavkowski is six four, two hundred and eighteen pounds. Like yeah. he's a big guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I am looking at the Yahoo.com kind of preview for the draft lottery, um, and it does mention he could graduate to the NHL NHL this fall. So that is, you know, I know something we mentioned before. These players are probably going to take a little bit of time to develop. He maybe not so much. Yeah. So let's go to this, the other two prospects we want to do as we get ready to, you know, talk about what the future for the Arizona Coyotes. Here's the third one called I really want to discuss on, because this is a defenseman, because it's the only defenseman in the top five. Obviously a, the consensus number one defenseman available in the in, in the upcoming draft and very well could be the pick the Arizona Coyotes take because Simon Nemich from from Slovakia also um, again so was a pr- pretty big part in the uh, uh, that Olympic team is yep. um, I'm looking at his consolidated ranking on a lot of different his numbers is at number three so like that's exactly where. You know, would fall for the Arizona Coyotes. Six one, 192 pounds, and as a defenseman, he's a two-way defenseman. And you know, we're don't know the situation with the Coyotes in terms of how their defensemen are, because we're going to need a lot because we, we don't know if we're going to be shipping off any more defensemen, if some aren't just going to come back. If you can get an offense like an offensive defenseman or two-way defenseman like Simon Nemich again, so he can play on both sides. He can be an offensive defenseman, but can also be a shutdown defenseman. That's what's that's what's huge, right? And I think that's what brings a lot of draw to this kid. So something I want to point out real quick is there are two Simon Nemiches. Uh, one board February fifteenth, two thousand four. The other board January second, two thousand four. So. When you are on Elite Prospects, make sure you are looking at the right one uh, because one is from Czechia and one is from Slovakia. We are, of course, talking about the Slovakian player. Uh, You are right. We do not know what the Coyotes are going to be doing with their defensemen. Um, There is talk about, you know, moving players. There's talking about, I'm sure, going to be talking about acquiring players. Uh, We still don't necessarily know too much about how Soderstrom is progressing, like, what he is going to be doing next year. I don't think we saw really enough to kind of you know, make that call. So yeah, the Coyotes could look to shore up. Uh, as you've said, I do think the Coyotes need to go for the player who is best at the draft. And if he is best at the draft, go for him. Even if they don't have a spot for him, they could fit in a phenomenal defenseman. And let's be real for the whole defenseman case. You know, we already mentioned that there's a lot of unknowns of what's going to look like next year. Because of also because because add in what the injuries look like to end, end the year here, um, we want to make. Sh- I mean, obviously, I don't foresee someone like Nemec also going straight into the league right away. I could be wrong, but um, we also want to hope that somewhere down the future we don't have to to grab from the roadrunners if need be because that's like we want to let them develop 
at their own pace and coming them you know bringing them up and down is i'm not i'm not a huge fan of absolutely absolutely like i i really don't know what to do with the coyotes defense right now because uh something we saw with bill armstrong is he does seem to like to draft older players um we saw that with jj Mosier, who was mm-hmm. an overager who made his nhl debut this past season so could that be a thing i don't know uh it'll be interesting to th- to see we definitely need to look into him a little bit more but um you know a that's what this off season's gonna be right it's gonna we're gonna yeah. we're gonna go through in depth of of uh let's be real about all of the top 10 picks maybe um i think more than that because we're gonna well, probably we're, do we're gonna we're gonna probably gonna do almost the whole first round let's be real we can yeah. almost do the whole first round yeah because or yeah what are the three picks that the coyotes have uh Three now. Um, we don't know what the other ones are. Ah. We have uh, we have Carolina's pick, Carolina, and uh, Colorado's pick. Again, currently unknown. So we're gonna have to talk about a lot of picks this off season. Oh, <laughs> it will picks. it will be it will be pretty in depth, pretty in depth. But I mean, like I'm excited for that because draft profiles are awesome. I know a lot of you guys love draft profiles. Um, and I mean, it's interesting, right? Cause you, 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 you're trying to get a lot of information on the, on the future of the national hockey league and seeing where a certain player is going to be and what their potential is in the NHL. Yeah. And I do think that one of the cool things about draft profiles is they, uh, they do allow for a very specialized voice that doesn't necessarily get a lot of attention during the regular NHL season. Like the players who have or the people who are, who evaluate players and prospects like the younger guys, they get a lot of attention this time of year. They have a lot of knowledge about things that we just don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said earlier, we're not traveling to Europe to watch games in a very cold barn. Uh, we do not have the time nor money to do that. And hopefully we can get some people who have uh, sat in those very cold barns. Absolutely. Um one more, at least one more a prospect that I want to discuss with, um, on this show is the uh, forward from the WHL Winnipeg Ice, Matthew Savoy. Um, he yes. is consensus or consolidated ranking number four, um, has been put as high as number two on uh, draft prospects hockey and is number three on a lot of other, uh, on some other positions. So again, a rough area of where the arrows and the coyotes will be picking. This guy's a true <laughs> forward. Um, I'm looking at his stats on here from the, from his last season to Winnipeg ice in 65 games played 90 points, like yep. well over a point per game. Not to mention, he's also got, uh, six points in five games in the postseason. Um, for the uh, for the CHL, so add that in there too. Is we have to obviously follow the uh, you know pretty in depth and what the postseason is looking like in the CHL because um, the Memorial Cup coming up. Um, I mean that's also very important for some of us. Yep, yep, definitely a very interesting player. Uh, I looked uh, most points by a player in the WHL. Uh, I'm seeing a player connection with dylan gunther uh so that could be fun uh i don't know if you have premium ep pro or elite prospects 
I do not, but he is one of the top connections four years together. So, you know, let's see that in a couple of years. Um, but I, I would like to see the Coyotes get a pure forward. Uh, I'm not sure necessarily how many of those players they have looked to draft these past couple of years. Um, like, uh, I, I don't even know who I would necessarily compare him to in like the Coyotes history. Um, he certainly generates a lot of offense. You love to see that. Yeah, absolutely. But and I think that's that that's that's the cool thing, right? Is to see that like, no matter what, we mentioned four players, right? Yep. Four players, one and three, three forwards, and one defenseman. And from what we understand, is none of these four are going to be a bad pick at all. They're all going to be really, really solid picks. Um, yep. And let's also be real that the, that some of these guys are also going to be uh like like they're going to take they're going to have that year off to start off before they come sure. in and we and I mentioned that at the beginning right I mentioned at the beginning none of these players are going to come strict like right out of the gates and and play some might again I could like you know that some could surprise but for the sake of like you know the rebuild the mind is like what's the rush right what's the rush yep and don't feel bad because we are like going to see the player take the year off as we likely will, because even if we got chain, right, there would still not be a rush because it's not mm-hmm. going to be that big of a difference. Like one player cannot drastically change a team. No, I mean, like, does it make a big difference? Yeah, of course. Yes. Like Shane Wright could change a team not overnight, but he could he, he could have been that that kind of helpful. I mean, like no, not more in the sense of like Connor McDavid or like Sidney Crosby anymore. Like a lot of the, from a lot of the rank, under, rankings I understand about Shane Wright is the fact that uh, people equated him to a Patrice Bergeron, um, sure. which is obviously a really high praise because Patrice Bergeron is yeah. an elite NHL player, especially during his prime. Um, so. Um, but I think a sin, like since a lot, like, a, you know, the season has gone, like I was like, even though I kept saying Shane for Shane and everything like that, I was, I, I was less going on that idea and being like, yeah, Shane, right. Would be nice, but these guys are also good. Yeah. Like, I think there is nothing wrong for wanting to get the best player available and hoping that the odds are going to be such where you do get the best player available. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't think that, you know, the odds didn't go the Coyotes way this time. They're still going to get a phenomenal player. Uh, If you're upset, feel free to be upset. Uh, I am drinking my whiskey. It is almost gone. So you can tell how upset I am. Uh, And And let's, let's also briefly... I mean, kind of go on to that idea of being upset because like, yeah, I mean, rightfully, some of you Coyotes fans are going to be upset about it because of the history of the Coyotes drafting third overall. Um, mm-hmm. Their last third overall pick was in 2015 when they uh, when they picked up um, Dylan Strom, which obviously did not pan out for Arizona and is doing OK in, in Chicago. Um, yeah. But they did get Nick Schmaltz, but they did get uh, Nick Schmaltz out of that trade, which obviously. So we will say that, like, but 
that's off of a trade, right? Like, yeah, you want and to be everyone to... is comparing Strom to Marner, too. Yeah, you uh, yeah. Sorry if you're going there. Especially that too, right? Because Marner was picked yeah. later in the later in the year. Because there is a lot of things you can go down that route. On yep. you know, you can be all pessimistic and be yeah, you know, the Coyotes are going to make the same mistake. But let's also remember that's a whole different organization. Coyotes we're talking about. We're seeing we're like we have new coach, new management, and like everything. Like so far, Bill Armstrong has made some great picks in the draft in his in his first in his first official draft last year. Um, and just made some good picks in the offseason. Let's be real. And I, we mentioned that at the beginning, you know, and there's a reason why I call him Bargain Bill, because he knows yeah. how to make find a good deal. And and uh, the other, I think, third overall pick, uh, wasn't Kyle Turris one? I think that sounds right, yeah. Which uh, a player who also had a solid career away from the coyotes um which does kind of seem to be a theme but uh i don't necessarily think yep he was there overall in 07 uh, i don't think that this is a bad thing for the coyotes i can understand the frustration i can completely you know see like a season where the team was expected to be the worst they were they still didn't get first overall. They didn't get second overall. They fell. That sucks. Like, and I kind of agree, but they're so like great talent. This is a very deep draft. The team is going to do be fine. They will do absolutely fine. Anyways, we're out of time on this live show of Lockdown Coyotes. Once again, Arizona Coyotes will pick third overall in the upcoming NHL draft later this summer. We're going to... Um, you know, get more into it. Again, do draft profiles all through the offseason. And as a reminder, too, don't forget, in about a little under 30 minutes, we, um, I will be hopping over to Locked on NHL, being a roundtable with a few other any, few other local hosts as I represent Locked on Coyotes to discuss Arizona's drawing there as well. So if you want a little bit more, maybe get some other perspectives as well, be sure to Tune on over there. Once again, that show is going to be starting in about half an hour from now. But that's it for today's episode. Hope you guys like what you heard. If you did, don't forget to leave a review. Like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes. On Instagram at LockedOnCoyotes. And on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlak is Carl Pavlak FFH. Interact with us, ask the question you might have, and we might answer right back. We're on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode and watching those who, are, who, who tuned into the live show. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Woo-hoo!